Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And then, uh, and you know, because Benedict Cumberbatch mm. is who plays him. Mm. Did you know that, Jay? I did. The actor's name? Yes. Is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I heard that. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then... Hello, Band-Aids. Oh. There's a box of Band-Aids on the <laughs> Uh, welcome to sports! The podcast that ends with a question mark, we start with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Jay. Hello. And this is the first question today. <laughs> Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. Uh, my name is Andrew, and I'm sitting at my desk writing my thesis on the state of amateurism in college sports. Ooh. And I really needed a break. Uh, I could tell I needed a break because I used the word famously in two straight paragraphs. And <laughs> Famously, you can't do that in your thesis. Um, my question for you is, if you could go back to any point in history and attend one famous sporting event or series or one that's important to you, uh, what sporting event would that be? All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. It's a really good question. Yeah. That thesis is probably a banger. He feels like he knows what he's talking about. Famously. Famously. Uh, Andrew, thank you for your question. Hope that th- I don't know when he left that. Whenever we do these all voicemail podcasts, I don't know when the voicemails are from. So mm-hmm. like he may have been, that may have been five years ago. Who's to say? Uh, Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> Maybe his thesis was about ended up being about time travel. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the question was about time travel. If you could attend one sporting event in history, which would it be? As usual, when it's a broad question, I'm going to let you go first, Ashley, because I always <laughs> am like, ah, well, all of them. But the problem with um. I shouldn't say it. The problem with being from Massachusetts mm-hmm. is that most of the good stuff is now. Right. So like, I don't need to go back. Right. Back is bad for us. Mm. So I, like, I'm not, I have spoiled. Go ahead, Ashley. I thought about this one for a while. And I think. No, th- you? Things that what? happened in my lifetime. I got to experience on TV or like with friends or family. And so that's like. It would be cool to see some of those things in real life, but I don't want to change, change your the own experience, experience I right. had. Right. So I opted for something that happened before I was born. That is, I think, what the question was. So that makes sense. Well, it could. Any time in history, but go ahead. Yeah, it didn't no, have right. to be. Sure. Um, so I think I would like to go back to 1980 and watch the Miracle on I Ice. knew you were going to pick that. Because mm-hmm. it, like it, it was my first thought. <laughs> really? And then I was like. I bet Ashley's going to pick that one. I shouldn't pick that one. It always <laughs> comes Sorry, back I'm to so Miracle on Ice for you. No, you I just really love it. I like it. I do. It's and such you, like, a fascinating love the story. story. You love the movie. We've talked about it many times. Yep, yep, yep. No, I'm, I'm, that's not a bad thing. I like yeah. that I was like, oh, I should, <laughs> I should leave that for my best friend. We should do We should do a bit where you just guess what I'm going to say every time and we see what percentage you're You right. could probably do that with me as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so I... I had the same thought, obviously. I've been to a bunch. I've been so lucky le- lately with getting to go to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think I, my trip would be more for like to have been at something that ended up being memorable or momentous. Obviously, that sounds stupid when I say it, but like I'm not even a huge tennis fan. I might have gone back to that Battle of the Sexes. Uh, Hell yeah. Oh. I might have gone back and just to see that and like, soak up all the male tears. I just would have <laughs> wanted to be there or even just to say you were there and like what, ha- what the atmosphere was like, I think would be really interesting. Yeah. Or I would go to something stupid like, uh, 
was that like disco demolition night that they did at the baseball park when they like blew up a bunch of and it just turned into mayhem? I'd go to that. I'd go to something that end, like wasn't planned to be crazy, but right. ended up like either going poorly or like poorly in a great way. Yeah. Good answer, Katie. Jay, do you have, did you have something you wanted to say? <laughs> um, I was thinking about this and at first I was going to say something like recent that was important to me, like a game that one of my teams won, but then I was thinking about it and I was like, I actually think it would be cool to go back and watch like Maximus in the gladiator arena. <laughs> what? They, you know, they die. I know, but like you if- watch, you want to go. Jay's answer is I'd like to go back and watch a murder. No, but like you get this one opportunity to time travel. I was like, well, I better use it. I'm not going to go back to well, 2012 and watch God, the way your murders in 2019 are not as cool. <laughs> Our brains work so differently that your thought was, well, I'm I've been granted one chance to go back in time. <laughs> And I must use it on something that isn't just sporting, yeah, but is also murder. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Maximus. Maybe I get to meet Aristotle. I don't know. We'll see what happens. What? I don't don't say no, Socrates, Plato, one of them. Wow, I'd like to meet He's just one. Covering of them. all three of those bases. Oh boy. The yeah. other one I was considering was the um, Jesse Owens Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. I thought that would be really cool. Maybe not, but like at there. I was gonna say it's hard for me now being around racist white people i don't think that i would want to be around a bunch of racist white people yeah that's more like an in your you could, face you celebration. Would, yeah, you'd want to be there to be like i support this by right. the way right but um but i yeah i don't know that i'd want it it's bad enough as it is <laughs> good question andrew yeah it was a really good question we started with it and it's a hard one so now should, it's a cakewalk. It's from cakewalk here. from here uh if it guys you know if you've got a burning question uh and you want to Leave off a voicemail. Look at you today. Thanks. What happened? It wasn't written on the page, and oh. so I had to just go from my head. Of course. Which neither is the number, and I want to see how you do with that. It's literally right here. Ah, uh, the number is 860 <laughs> We have different pages. Famously producers. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so you can call and you can leave us some of those. Guess what this is, guys? It's an all-voicemail podcast. Because I don't know what day it is. When is this happening? Sometime. Just to, it's, just it's keep, like sometime just in, go with it. It's just sometime so. in July. Yeah. And yeah. we're busy. I think we're at the ESPYs or something. No, I'm in Miami. Something. Or I'm on vacation. You're, yeah. <gasps> You're taking <gasps> a vacation. As of today, like real today today, I have not booked. So I got to figure. I am uh, on a beach and or touring some historical site. No, let's not going to do that. <laughs> drunk somewhere so today you're getting an all voicemail podcast we have 10 including that last one so nine more of the questions that you guys have left us over the years you know just over the last few years uh and we're going to answer those for you but before we get to those this podcast is brought to you by simply safe so ashley dare i ask you dare (laughs) (laughs) can you please tell us about simply safe as if you were an accusatory prosecutor, please. <laughs> Who's on the stand? You? Yeah. Yep. That's how that's, I decided. I oh, boy. <clears throat> Ma'am, should we state your name for the record, please? Ashley Brayband. And Miss Brayband, uh, July and August, w- would you say that those are when most burglaries occur? Um, sure. Well, and so what's, what's crazy is that only one in five homes have home security. Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> That's why Simply Safe 
is my top choice. Hands down, Simply Safe, you see, protects every door, every window, and every room with 24-7 professional monitoring. They make it easy on you. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Miss Braband, did you experience any fine print? No, sir. No what? <laughs> no, sir. No what? <laughs> no, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> And now they've won a ton of awards, just to name a few. CNET, New York Times wire cutter. Prices are always fair and honest. Do you consider yourself to be a fair and honest person, would you say? Sometimes, ma'am. Would your friends agree? I hope so. It's interesting you say that. You get around the clock monitoring and it's just $15 a month. But the, the one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time, police assume it's a false alarm. And the call goes to the bottom of the list. Isn't that right, Mrs. Brayband? Mr. Brayband. <laughs> You're giving me the dirtiest looks. <laughs> Yes. Objection. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. But not with Simply Safe. Huh. (laughs) Using their video verification technology, they are able to visually confirm that a break in is happening, allowing police to get to the scene three and a half times faster than other home security companies. What do you have to say about that, Mrs. Brayband? I have nothing to add. Visit simplysafe.com slash Nolan. You're going to get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You have nothing to lose, unlike Mrs. Brayband here. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan, folks. I rest my case. <laughs> I watch a lot of crime dramas. That was very intimidating. Thank you. It's freaked me out too. Okay, Jay, hit us with a voicemail. Hi, Emmy nominated Katie, Ashley, and Jay. So some of these are old. <laughs> have questions. We're still Emmy nominated, technically. Chocolate. So I was debating with my sisters, and my older sister really loves white chocolate, and I think it's trash. <laughs> um, I think it's disgusting and should not be sold anywhere, but I'm realizing that it's becoming more and more popular, which makes me very sad because I can get like white chocolate Twix and white chocolate Reese's and white chocolate cakes and, or Kit Kats. And why? Why is this a thing? And I'm upset about it. And so I need to know what you guys think about white chocolate. Is it trash or is it acceptable? <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Lauren, it's trash. <laughs> uh, I am I am firmly team Lauren on this. Mm-hmm. It's trash. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: what we think of when we think of chocolate, that ingredient, that flavor, that taste is is famously not in white chocolate. Right. It doesn't have cocoa solids. It's just cocoa butter. Mm-hmm. And then Wikipedia says, oh, two other ingredients: it's cocoa butter, sugar. Mm-hmm. And milk solids, which let's never use that phrase again. <laughs> milk solids. Gross. Gross. Uh, but it's just like the, it's just like butter mm-hmm. flavored chocolate. And I would also argue if we're talking about it, if we're going to call it chocolate, 
right? Mm-hmm. It's weird that most white chocolates, little known fact, flavored with vanilla. Hmm. You don't get to be a vanilla chocolate. That's not how this works. Why are you looking at me like that? That's that a great a, point, and you're now speechless. Well, you that is a I've good point. I rendered you speechless. That is a good point. Here is my counterpoint. I think white, white chocolate gets a bad rep. Because it's called chocolate. It's bad branding. Here's the thing, though. Yes, but that's not white chocolate's fault. Like, French fries, not from France. Neither is French toast. But it's still delicious in its own right. What, do you hate France? Seriously, Ashley. So We're throwing her off. If (laughs) I think if you eat a white chocolate Reese's cup or Twix, gross. That was – that. Like blend of flavors was intended for right. It is weird that they're just replacing chocolate, regular chocolate with but butter on its own. When you use white chocolate, like where it, that flavor is, so the the food was designed around it. Mm. It's very good. Damn One it. of my favorite. Um, this I, I forget who makes it. Obviously, so not that favorite, but like I got think it, it might be it. Lindor or something. Like around Valentine's Day, they do a truffle that's. Milk chocolate inside of white chocolate or vice versa. Probably definitely Lindor. So good. All those truffles are so good. Don't you feel like such a fancy boy when you eat them? Yeah. Like like, Ferrero Rochers. You're like, oh, let me unwrap this. Well, the Ferrero Rochers sometimes like crumbles weird and you're like, oh God, I can't be sexy and eat this. But a a truffle, you're like, mmm, I'm at the creamy part in the middle. (laughs) I never want to know what's in the middle that makes it that texture. Ever. Because I bet it's like canola oil or something. Just like straight up oily. Uh, You know what, Ashley? I love and respect you. That was a great point. It was a great counterpoint. The problem with white chocolate is that we're replacing chocolate and things with white chocolate when they should be treated like two different things. I think they just need rebranding. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the same. It's just butter flavored milk solids. Um, (laughs) Ew. Which we, yeah, we would probably like if we didn't stop trying to make it, stop trying to make it chocolate. Right. I like a white chocolate mocha, mm. but that's because I don't think anything is named like anything named at Starbucks. It doesn't ever really taste like that thing. Yeah, it's just like sugar. It's syrup. like oh, this tastes sweet in the exact way I wanted it to. Thank you so much. I'll take that. Right, right, right. But now right. that I know it's butter coffee, but that's a thing. Guys do that now. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, they do. They put butter in their coffee, mm-hmm. and it has to be. Why are you making weird? It's an. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, it, I don't think you're aware of how close you are to the mic, and it's a. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a lot for us in here. Excuse me. Excuse you. Excuse you indeed. Jay, do you like white chocolate? I hate it. It's gross. I'm Great. 100% anti, even though Ashley's explanation was fine. Wow. I, he sometimes hey, this is an adorable thing where he offers like a, just a little bit more opinion than anybody needed. Uh, but that's why we love you, Jay. Jay, let's do a different, let's do another one. Okay. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Kumar from Chicago. My question for you is, who is your favorite sports power couple and why is it Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love you, mean it. Yep, that answers that. Kumar, <laughs> yeah. it is absolutely Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe. What? Uh, I was actually thinking this yesterday uh, because we're recording this the day after Sue Bird wrote her Players Tribune article about Megan Rapinoe, which I sobbed twice, <laughs> nearly thrice, but it was early. Um, we are so blessed to be living in an era where we get to have Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe Mm -hmm. as a couple like what people say relationship goals a lot and I don't I think we shouldn't have ever said it until these two (laughs) happened like every picture of them they're smiling at each other in a way that you can tell god I'm gonna reveal a lot about myself you can tell is like it's for them it's not for anybody else like there's pictures of them at 
like basketball games and you can, they're just, it, they're in their own world. They just look so in love. And I also was thinking about this yesterday that it must be uncomfortable a little to have a, your relationship be so public because I imagine if you were to, God forbid, go through something and need to, you know, question your relationship and maybe break up. There's like even more pressure than a normal person already feels of like, yeah. oh, we can't break up. We have all the same friends. We can't break up. We live together. Like they're like, we can't break up. The world is counting on us <laughs> to make it. So I don't want to uh put them so high in a pedestal that they feel that they can't do what's best for them both individually because I do so much adore the two of them. Mm-hmm. But that couple, we're lucky. We are so lucky. I think – it's very clear how much that they love and respect each other. And reading Sue Bird's article was just oh. like, they're the the cutest. It's great. We were about to say but. Please don't say but. Separate from that. Okay. The athletic achievement I know. that both of them have accomplished. Do you have the list? Is crazy. I have a list from something somebody tweeted. I didn't fact check it. Yeah. But from the tweet that I saw, it said five gold medals, four FIBA World Cups, Three NCAA championships, three WNBA championships, and one asterisk FIFA World Cup. Oh yeah, asterisk because again, this just, is just before the, the final. Yeah, they have, I was we, the less words we say, the better. Yep, one asterisk World Cup. Yep, final one World there, Cup. There, it's win. very hard to think of another sports power couple that has that level of accomplishment between them because oftentimes they'll. They'll get together, you know, like after their peak. Like these women are right. both in their peak. Yeah. I guess like Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf. Yeah. Were re- like obviously very Royalty. accomplished. Right. Yeah. There are a couple. But like did Mia Hamm and Nomar, were they together when – I don't remember them. Maybe I think I was it was young. after – I think it was on the back end of no- – I remember it. I remember being excited. But I think it was like – Two years before Nomar did not play for the Sox anymore. I don't know. Jay has a computer in front it's of him. 2003 when they got married. Okay. Uh, so Nomar was still around for a few years after that. Um, but he's still around, still with us. I mean, Nomar no, he's still playing for the Red Sox and whatnot. Um, so yeah. So Nomar, like it, that's two more years. He had like two more years on the Sox after that. And then they, uh, Mia Ham had won. They won it in 99, right? Yes. So they were together in, not peak, but yeah, they were, they still had some. That's a big one. I loved that one. I remember when that one happened being like, what? <laughs> Man, I loved No More. It so, feels like a million years ago. It was. It was. We old. Fa- famously not a million, <laughs> but it was a very, it just feels so long ago. Uh, but let's do honorable mentions. Ertz's. Yeah. Yes. Must say. God. They're also, do we feel bad for them a little bit that they uh, that Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird are happening if, at the same yeah, time? If Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird weren't currently a, this incredible. What's be- bugging me about the Ertz is, and it's absolutely not their fault, but they're becoming the poster children for that new thing that people love to criticize every magazine about or every newspaper about that was rooted in an actual complaint, an actual piece of criticism, but at this point has gotten out of control. We're like. Don't refer to her as Zach Ertz's wife. Like mm. they do, people do that with everything about the Ertzes now. Like if they're even doing it about like, don't call Zach Ertz Julie Ertz's husband or like a bunch of publications think they're doing like the woke feminist wink thing where they're like, check out Julie Ertz's husband at yeah. training camp. And you're like, we just, 
use the name that's oh god <laughs> everyone's like look at us we like women like yeah no okay um and that's not their fault again I, but i love them and he posts such supportive photos they really are the cutest also Second very cutest. cute <laughs> also very cute Lindsay vaughn and pk suban are they still together i don't know i think that's they are question i think they are um, i think they are but you know i didn't check this week's edition of Pe- people magazine uh yeah yeah famously everybody Fam- knows everyone, everyone knows so Lindsay Vaughn's moving to new jersey yeah i know that's that's why i knew they were still together because yeah. when the trade happened i was like "Ooh, Lindsay Vaughn on the show <laughs> <laughs> What else? You seem Bastion like you Schweinsteiger. Who cares? Oh, I just love saying his name. I know you do. It's so much fun. Uh, and Andrew Ivanovich. Remember when uh, Baron Davis dated Laura Dern? I know Laura Dern. <laughs> famously not an athlete. <laughs> are Laura they, Dern, volleyball not, player, right? Are yeah. they still dating? I don't think so. I think I believe they are. The day that came out, the entire internet was like, yes, please. Yes. 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 All to this. Yes. I have a bunch of stuff from 2018. What? Like them together from oh, 2018, oh, oh, oh. but I don't know. If I was like, what, like Baron Davis? Mixtapes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of Baron Davis. Uh, what about Dustin Johnson, Polina Gretzky? Are they still together? Again, she's not necessarily an athlete, but her uh, her dad like is pretty famous. A lot of people classify sports couples as like one person who plays sports and another famous person, and I think that's why Rapino and Bird are so impressive because they're both. As of January 26th, Dustin and Paulina appear to be A-OK on vacation. So I think they're still together. All right. Uh, Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris. Let's not forget that one. They play on the same team and they're married. That's the dopest. I completely blanked on that one. I know. I thought you would. I thought you'd pick that one because I'd love to know your thoughts on how difficult it would be to be married to your teammate. (laughs) You know what? As someone who works with her husband and has played soccer before, imagine being married to, imagine if you and Steve were on the same soccer team. It is brings we we did play intramural together it brings a whole level of depth to a relationship that sounds not good (laughs) sounds bad it went it went very well i hope we get more of that in the future like i'm i'm looking forward to a world in which we can have like free agency discussions and wonder if obviously lebron jr is gonna go where like onto the team that his significant other plays like i want that so badly can you imagine the mayhem there, this happens in uh, WWE a bunch because there's oh, that's SmackDown right. and yeah. Raw and a lot of people are – Yeah, Triple H and Steph McMahon, right? That's a thing. Yes. I, is that a real thing? They're married. They're, okay. No, they're I married, never know married. if it's like real married or like, like fake married. But like Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins came out as a couple. Like they announced that they were dating and the like WWE, sometimes get split. Yeah, the WWE is like, uh, is like the restaurant industry of sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me more. Everyone's just banging each other. Mm. Well, I mean, when you're traveling on the road that, so much, that's what I'm saying. It's like when you're, your look, when you're when you're when you physical condition, when you stay out all night and you have to close the bar, and it's you know you just all are sleeping with each other. Mm. That's great. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I just it's like Olympic Village, but just all year round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Greg or- Norman and Chris Everett? Really. I didn't know that. I don't know if I should say dated or married. I don't remember. I just wrote them down on my little notes app. But they were a thing. Huh. Are a thing? Had had a thing? Had a thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool. That's pretty cool. And then Chrissy Yamaguchi married a hockey player. She did? Yeah. Brett. His name's Brett. <laughs> Hedekin? Brett Hedekin. Cool. Uh, that Great. And Drew Holiday married a, a girl on the a woman on the U.S. Women's National Team, Lauren Cheney. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh, and J.J. Watt's dating a professional soccer player too. Is he still? 
Oh, I thought so. I know. Who's to say? Let's not speculate because this doesn't come out for a few weeks. And anything, we've just jinxed all of these poor couples. Uh, good question, though. God, I love, I love Megan Rubino and Zubert so much. Ah, give me another voicemail. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Brad from Olympia, Washington. I've been binge watching the first season of Always Late with Katie Nolan. Woo, woo, good show. show. Love and that show. My favorite part, the segment I most greatly appreciate, is the moment of Den. Thank you for bringing back <laughs> favorite part. The fact that ABC decided <laughs> to put Dennis Miller in the Monday Night Football booth for a couple of seasons. But that being said, my question is if you could put any comedian in the Monday Night Football booth, who would it be and why? Love you. Mean it. Brad. When you say favorite segment, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We joke here because obviously that's, um, it's just the thing we end our show with and it's just like a little, like, whoop. Uh, it's like if someone called John Stewart and told him the moment of Zen was their favorite part of the show that he <laughs> spends all, the only part of the show he does not look at because he trusts his producers to pick it. Um, but moment of Zen was a, an idea that got tossed out as a joke in, I think, either a first meeting or yeah. an application from one of the writers. It may have been on Laskowski's like really? packet. It may have been. Huh. And I remember us being like, oh, that's so funny. We will never be able to do that. But that's really funny. Like, he's got a smart brain. That's why we hired him. Um, and then, uh, Pat Gunther, shout out to Pat Gunther, one of our producers has just really owned that space. Yeah. He's <laughs> run with it and just spends a lot of time every week <laughs> combing through old footage of Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football. Two years. Is the part about that that's crazy. Two seasons. <laughs> they did it once and then they were like, let's run it back. I, I, we'll see. Maybe it needs time. It's so indicative of, of how different things were then than they are now. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Simmons gets an HBO show and it doesn't crush within how many episodes? They canceled it. Just done. Nobody gets a, a shot. Dennis Miller got two seasons of Monday Night Football <laughs> and it didn't make any sense. No. It really didn't. Zero sense. Because his brand of comedy then, I don't know what he's doing now, but his brand of comedy then was just to talk in these phrases that were like, what are you talking about and who is this for? (laughs) Who's understanding all your references? It's like an episode of Billions, but like even older. Like another reference. My God. Uh, Shout out to Billions. I love it very much. It's just so many. I'm like, let me pause. I'll Google what that is. I have no idea what they're talking about. Um. So anyway, the question was, if you could put a comedian in the booth now, who would it be? I think the obvious answer, the person who would do the best, and it wouldn't, you would, it wouldn't be crazy enough for it to be a Dennis Miller type of moment of the, in the zeitgeist. It would be Bill Burr. He could easily Mm. be in the booth. He'd probably say some offensive stuff. Yeah. So it might get headlines and stuff for that, but it wouldn't be like, Dennis Miller. No, 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 level no, no. When nuts. I, I, when I was thinking of this, I wasn't thinking of. There's no way you can replicate Dennis Miller. I thought Hannibal Burris would be really good. Oh, Hannibal he would be good. So well, he's, he's very low energy though as a comedian, right, which I think is would be really like like you just a fun little Easter egg, yeah. like in between the play by play and color. Hannibal jumping but in. But how with, uh, Easter eggs are great at Easter. Mm. What if you had an Easter all season and then again for another season? I think you'd be like, I'm I'm good with Easter. I've had enough. I don't need any more. I had two other people on my list. Well, so Seinfeld called a baseball game once, I believe. Just like as a, ooh, Seinfeld's in the booth. I vaguely remember. And I think he'd be, a, what's that face? No, I didn't make a face. You don't like him ever since I told you he dates younger women? No, oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> we didn't have that conversation. I just don't like him. Oh, at all? Like as a comedian? As a comedian. Wow. Yeah. 
We, I know you didn't like Seinfeld the show, and I've I we don't ever bring that up because I don't want to. Yeah, I love you so much. I know, but you're just not it's into not my brand of comedy. That, that's fine. You know what? It's subjective. Yes. So Seinfeld not funny. <laughs> Um, I think John Stewart would also be fantastic. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the thing that people an underrated skill you need to have in the booth is just the ability to talk extemporaneously for a really long time, mm-hmm. and he's um really good at that. Yeah, so I think he would be great at it. I'm trying to think of what the the like wackiest option. What was uh, your other ones? You my had? my second one, um, not quite as famous as John Stewart yet, but uh, friend of the pod, Ian Carmel. Ian Carmel would be fantastic. Really knows sports. Oh my god! Like, let's get that done yesterday. He'd be so good at it, and he's nice. Exactly. I always come back to that. He's just nice comedy. He knows sports. Yeah. He's funny on the fly. He'd be great. Yeah, he really does know sports for a guy. That's like, really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and then who is the other one? Um. Oh, uh, a woman actually. Okay. <laughs> she works at ESPN. Her name's Katie Nolan. Oh. I genuinely think you would kill that. Uh-uh. I, you, yes, you uh-uh. would. You I couldn't. wouldn't have to do the play-by-play. You would just be there to tell jokes. You would just shoot zingers at people. <laughs> it would be fantastic. I would love it. I've watched enough TV and sports with you. Like, you're very entertaining to watch sports with. You just share it with the world. That is, um, because you love me. They, yeah. I am, I am, I am. That's my brand of comedy. I am the rest four, of America will, will follow. No, no, no. That's the thing with me. Uh, I am for a very specific group of people. Mm-hmm. And for those people, I am for them. Like, they're into it. Um, but there's a, a larger population that is like, what is this and why? And I don't think they would like it. That's the other crazy thing that this says about where we are now in terms of media and where we were then is that, like they didn't worry that Dennis Miller wasn't everybody's cup of tea because back then you didn't have 9 million other choices. You had to drink this tea if you wanted to watch that game. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, I'll just go get it on this second stream or I'll do this and that and whatever. There's so many options now that they don't no one this will never happen again. Nobody will ever take a risk like that again. Jay, you get one. Pick one. I only have one. Okay. I would like to listen to Ron Funches talk about Monday Night Football for two and a half hours every week. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a really uh, good answer. <laughs> I love that. I love him so much. He's really the best. All right. Uh, let's do another one. Okay. Did you say okay? I did. Okay. Okay. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Andrew from Brooklyn. Uh, I was just listening to the last podcast, and I heard the uh, Carmen Sandiego uh, gumshoe accent, and it reminded me of a spot on um, Cecily Strong on SNL. Does uh, Judge Janine Pirro from Fox News. It's Forget the context, but the accent is the exact same, the impression. Anyway, my point is I've heard you guys do <laughs> mostly Katie, but Ashley and Jay chip it. Have you, Ashley? Do some what? incredible accents and impressions. What is one accent that you wish you could do that you can't? And what's one that people tell you that you have a great one of that you don't even mean to or didn't intend to do or just kind of found out accidentally? Okay, this was really long, but bye. Love you, mean it. Bye, Andrew. I hope you get to wherever you're running to. <laughs> I hope your boss isn't mad you were late for work. Uh, oh, God. Accents and impressions. A thing I always used to say, man, I wish I was good at accents and impressions, and now have made a major staple of my <laughs> podcast. Um, I don't have that many. I guess to answer the last part of your question first, one you stumbled into or somebody told you, that's Meatwad. That's how I found out I had Meatwad. I was doing one of my like, I'll just do the world. And someone was like, you sound like Meatwad. And then I was like, oh, cool. So I have that now. So I'll always have that, you know? You'll always have Meatwad. Uh, but 
One that I've always wanted or absolutely cannot do is like Australian mm. or South African. South African, famously, to me, hardest accent because really? it's such a mix of like, it's like Dutch and Afrikaans. It's like a very, it's a mix. It's really difficult, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then it also can be really ugly. Whatever, Ashley. You just keep looking That's at me like you think I'm going to say Yeah. South African. Yeah. We can look to Leo in Blood Diamond to remember how bad it was it's, and how mad I, and everyone I just, was about yeah, it. Yeah, I think people should stop trying to do it. Agreed. But say, I also feel the same way about a Boston accent. I don't think they're that difficult, but Tom Hanks can catch me if he can. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> Jack Nicholson in uh, The Departed. In the Departed. Yeah. It was tough. I don't know who calls laundry Landry, but it's not Boston. Not people in Boston. I'll tell you that much. Which one? What can't you do, Ashley? How long's your list? Um, I can't do any really. I'm not good. British, at- go. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell me, give me something to say. Uh, why don't you just read a bunch of the read the voicemail he just left? It's right in front of you. It's on the second page, isn't it? Uh, no. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Andrew from Brooklyn. I was just listening to the you actually last sent, It's Rebecca Lowe. It's good. It's a Rebecca There's Lowe. There's a bunch of different like I know dialects of of British. Ever since I started learning, I used to think I had a great British accent. People used to tell me I did, mm-hmm. and then I started learning. Like, oh, there's Cockney. There's this. There's that. And now I I mix between them accidentally. I, my brain's a just a trash heap, and we're just looking for the gold in there. Hey, somewhere they'll, they'll always have meat. What? That was so do a do German. You do a good German. <clears throat> yeah. That said, it reminded me of when Cecily. Nope. nope. I don't know how to do. You got, it's getting any. honestly with accents too. All it is is you have to get in it. Yeah. And once you're in it, it's momentum. Mm-hmm. But like you've got to have like a a keyword that you say to yourself to get back into your accent. Like for Russian, I'm like Svetlana. Oh, Svetlana. Boris and Natasha. What? I'm just trying to find get your German. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I think just get a phrase and that way you'll say it and it'll get you rolling again. Cause otherwise you're going to look at the word the and be like, how would they say that? The? No. Yeah. What? I, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> you're still trying yeah, to find still your German. To do it. No. What's the one you do really? You do a witch. <laughs> and Marcel, did you know you didn't know you did a good Marcel till I told you because you didn't, hadn't seen Marcel? No. I, yeah. I think the one that I feel the most comfortable with just busting out is Homestar. Because the phrase all is you have his to say name. is home star one star and yeah. then you just so go into it. The, but that's the only one that I feel like I could. No, it's Marcel. <laughs> Marcel, you, I have to like find. Once I find it, it's okay. But yeah. if I don't find it, you're like people are just either stop. people are either totally relating to what we're saying or being like, what are you talking about? You have to find <laughs> it. I know exactly what you mean because every week I look at three ad reads and I'm like, oh my god, when am I going to? And I feel like. It, with accents, you you talk for three sentences, and that's like you can do three really bad ones, mm. and then once you get it, like you said, then you can keep going. But mm. if you lose it in the middle, which like, I do constantly, I know, and it's all the time. But you're so, and I just have people looking at me with these expectant eyes, being like, "Find it." <laughs> I'm like, I can't find it. It's qui- I'm in the middle of a quip read. Jay, do you you do a French or something? No, he tries. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut. No, you he off. does Australian. He does Australian. Yeah. And he tries to do British, but he's a it's very all, good Australian. The, the, everything becomes Australian. So, yeah. do an, can you do an Australian for me? Read uh read this read the voicemail. Yeah. Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Andrew from Brooklyn. <laughs> it's so good. It's really I good. was just listening to the last podcast, and I heard that Carmen San Diego gumshoe. Okay, that is amazing <laughs> because if I couldn't. I would try to do that, and I'd be like. 
Hello, Katie, Ashley, and Jake. Like, yeah. I can't help it. That's amazing, Jay. It's a very good skill to have. Thank you. Do you listen to a lot of, like, uh, Who the Hell is Hamish? Is that, like, a big <laughs> podcast that you like? No, I, I've never listened to that, but I would like to Aust- hear more about it's it. from the Australian, and the, like, uh, you sound exactly like the guy who hosts I do it. like all the Chris Lilly shows, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it's just because I, like, went to Pokemus. study abroad there. Uh, for six months and then it just kind of st- stuck in my head. Yeah. So I studied abroad there for like two or three and I, um, and I couldn't do it. Could not do it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand where it is in your throat. But then it, whenever you, I try to do a British, it just becomes an Australian and everybody's like, stop, just stop, stop, stop. I, I guess it's just me. I always thought that like British was famously the easiest one. It's like everybody has a British accent, but then I've heard people like when Ozzy tries to do it. Oh God. It's so bad. <laughs> I haven't heard it. It's, uh, garbage trash. Oh no. Yeah. So, um, this feels like a good segue. Hit us, Jay. Hi, Katie. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Jay. This is Danny from Montreal. Oh. If you had to make up a hockey team for Marvel characters, who would you pick? They can be heroes, villains, men, women, other. You need a center, two wingers, two on defense, a goalie, and the coach. And what would you call them? Okay, je vous aime sincèrement. Which means love you, mean it, bye. Aww. That's adorable. It was adorable. I was like, oh, he's cutting out. Oh, no, it's French. <laughs> uh, I have strong thoughts. Oh. Many, many thoughts. Okay. Uh, I thought we were all going to put together our own team. Before we started recording, you were like, are we drafting? Are we all going to put together one? So I had put together my team. Okay. But do you guys want to, I have some that have multiple options. Yeah. I want to hear your team. Okay. So I was, uh, so this is, I, I went back and forth a lot on what? this. What? You? <clears throat> I went back and forth <laughs> a lot on this. And I think the best, uh, I think the, I think the best version of it is you've got Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch on the wings. Okay. Then you have Loki plays center. Mm. Um, Doctor Strange and Thor on defense. And Vision and Net. Then the coach is either like Captain Marvel or Nick Fury. Here's why. I, sure, I'd love to give you my reasoning. Um, <laughs> I'm just, so uh, it's a lot to process. Right, so right, right. I know. We're gonna, I'm gonna walk. I am going to do that now. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Okay, so Quicksilver was my first thought because he's fast, obviously, and you want your wingers to be fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also would love them to have good communication and be a good pair. The two of them just made the most sense to me. Um, she also has the ability to like make things happen that don't normally happen. Right. That's her power. I don't know what the word for it is. Like quasi trans manipulation, whatever they call it. Uh, she can just like make a thing happen. That would be the most unexpected thing to happen in that moment. And like, what else could you be looking for in a hockey player? She's just creating plays. She's helping out Quicksilver. Who's just super fast. And I imagine good with a stick. Also his real name, the character's real name is uh, Pietro Maximoff. If that's not a hockey player, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's yeah, he's born he plays for, this. for the Jets. Exactly. Um, I think it's the Islanders. Uh, so be, uh, Loki at center because a I wanted a villain. I didn't want to be a a, a loser who just picks all good people. Um, but also he's uh, uh, why did I pick Loki at center? I felt very confident about it. He's just um, he's evasive. That's good. That's mm-hmm. important. He's got the hockey hair for sure. 
He does. And that, I will say, weighed into my decisions more than it should have. That's why, <laughs> that's why we've got Thor on defense. It's mainly just a flow thing. He's too big to be a winger, but he is, he's got that flow and it must be rewarded. I would have had him like come on as the enforcer if that we had that, but I'm sticking to the rules of what we were told. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. And so, um, so he, uh, that's why Thor's on, uh, on defense. And then Doctor Strange is because he has the ability to like read Essentially what he, his power is, is like reading, reading the, what's about to happen, mm-hmm. uh, analyzing all of the possible outcomes of the scenario and then picking the best and going and whatever. So you, you're looking at me like it's not making sense. I don't know if you know that that's the, what your face is doing. N- oh, no. Does it make sense? It does make sense. I'll nod every now and then Uh-oh. or like a smile. Oh. Be like, Oh, cool, 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 cool. She's not cool, hating cool, cool. everything I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I think Dr. Strange, I was going to make him coach. Mm-hmm. Cause then he could do that from the bench, but I just think it would be the most useful to have him on the ice. And then, uh, and you know, cause Benedict Cumberbatch mm. is who plays him. Mm. Did you know that Jay? I did. The actor's name yes. is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I heard that. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then Vision and Net is because, uh, he has that ability where he can change density and when he change when he increases his density by a bunch he becomes harder than what's the uranium right yep that's the but i'm still not entirely sure what uranium is but they use it in every superhero movie mm-hmm. and so it feels to me like if you're harder than uranium whoa it's pretty hard it's gonna be hard <laughs> to get a puck past you uh and he also i believe because of the from what I remember of the more recent, like his most recent appearance in, other than when he died, um, spoiler alert, uh, he's now made up of a bunch of, he used to be a human, but all of his organs were made of uh, metal or whatever. They were made of like, they were machine parts. Now I think he's made up, there's that face again. Now I think he's comprised of a bunch of like nanobots and he can split into that. What else would you want in net? You want a guy who can be one guy, but be cover the whole net? Mm-hmm. Nanobots. Mm. I've been saying it for years. I need a nanobot goalie. <laughs> you um, have been saying it for years. Right? And no one's listening. I know. Um, and then, Coach, yeah, I just think you need somebody who can control all these egos. That's going to be impossible to do. Know when it's time to pull one in. Right. Pull one out and put one in. So uh, that's why I would say Nick Fury, but also... Um, he kind of waited a while to contact Captain Marvel, so maybe that's not great. Uh, it's a little Jill Ellis of him, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like maybe Captain Marvel herself would be good at it, but she's busy. So I'm just Nick Fury. So those are my thoughts. The only one I'm now wondering why I really went that way is Loki. But um, I also had Loki at center. You did? Wow. Yeah. Um, so you didn't want to help me at all? No, I, that's why I was giving you the look. I didn't it. want to jump in. Got it. But the reason that I got was it, thinking it. of Loki, um, aside from the flow, which right. is great, wonderful, is that his ability to turn his appearance into somebody else which i think could really mess up the other team yeah if you I mean, look I think like that, someone on their team get them too many men oh, on the ice wow you know what well, i, mean? I wasn't thinking the passing that. my thought was like ashley they have helmets on i don't know it's gonna affect it but i get what you're saying now that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah just be on he's just a he's just uh he's got the intangibles you know mm. loki's really bringing the intangibles to the team <laughs> um i also had ant-man could be good in net but i don't him being small, I guess. When he gets small, doesn't it time slow down? No. Cool. Uh, that's Flyman. That's my bad. That's oh, Fly, oh, oh, Flyman, oh, oh. who's got a, the vision of a fly. So, <laughs> all so those, many eyes. He was only in the comics. He's not in the. He's not in the cinematic. Oh, universe. oh. His his backstory is coming soon. I feel like Hawkeye would have a good mm-hmm. slap shot. 
Yeah, I thought about doing so for the wings. I was like, why don't we just get the, the one of the famous pairs because there's a bunch of like twos. Yeah, but I don't. I just I I was totally comfortable with Black Widow. I just didn't want Hawkeye to be on my hockey team because <laughs> the same Hawkeye, hockey. It's weird. It's right there for you. I just, play Hawkeye. It's, it's literally just. I'm a just Hawkeye gotta, player. Just gotta hit it in there. <laughs> when we were looking at the list, Jay printed a list of like. Marvel Cinematic Universe characters and somebody's name was just Stick. I'm like, that what? guy! Stick on the team! Who is Stick? I need him! You do need a Stick to did play you, hockey. Okay, famously. I know you, so I, you looked it up, right? Who's Stick? Um, I did. He was in... Oh gosh, I already forget now. My brain doesn't work anymore. That's okay. I put you on the spot. I, he was I in really... a show. I think he was in... Uh, he was in Daredevil. Daredevil, that's what it was. Yeah. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what Daredevil used? Yeah, famously, because he's blind. He's blind. Yeah. yeah, stick, stick. Yeah, he didn't make my squad. Is there a movie? Is there a, a is there an evolution sen- he's of a blind sensei who trained Matt Murdock, who's Daredevil? Oh, okay. His name was Stick. Yeah, I thought it was Splinter. <laughs> mm. Um, all right. I feel good about that hockey team. That's a really good, a good team. team. I put thought into it. Did you have any other uh, positions you wanted to offer up? Uh, yeah, I'll just fly through my, my team, if that's okay. Oh, you put together a team? Yeah, I put together a team. Cool. Um, and I went for size in the back. In the goal, I had Hulk, which I think is important to know. He, um, the most recent version, the end game version, where he's more controlled and in more responsible and actually that wouldn't, I, I disagree completely because my first thought was like uh, hockey goalies, Mm -hmm. notably. Mm -hmm. I've said famously too much already this podcast. I'd say notably. No, they, uh, they're crazy people. Yep. So, like, uh, I think that him being that, like, at odds with himself is actually good. I feel like if he's, if he's that fired up all the time, he may, he may break the ice, which I don't, I don't necessarily want. Game over. We win. (laughs) Um, on D, I'm taking Drax and Thanos. Wow. Big guys. Big Big dudes. dudes, But I think with agility is important. You do think that they have agility? Thanos? Well, I guess. Thanos has got that, um, that double edged, double-edged sword i don't think you get to bring that out on the ice no no but he's he wears them as skates actually in this scenario that would be really cool but like his when he was using the sword to fight and oh, yeah, you're like oh yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. okay you're pretty you're yeah. pretty impressive um at center i had loki mostly because he could turn into somebody on the other team and right. really confuse things um i had a bunch of people at wing it was the hardest part was it the really was because there's so many options mm-hmm. i think spider-man and scarlet witch are where i'm gonna go uh, Spider Man, I had too. Because he, but you can I would shoot the on defense. The puck. He's so he's small though. You need. I know, but the but the but the webbing is like to. It's like he's literally a net. He's a net anywhere on the ice. Oh, that's true. That's true. But, but no, you but you're right. Like sl- you can anyways. sling it. Yeah. Um, and I I also went with pucks. Scarlet Witch because she can you know physically move things. She yeah. can just pick them up and move them over. Wow, we had a lot in common. Yeah. Although Doctor Strange does open those little portals and you can like send it somewhere else, which I think is cool. But I thought. Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch at the same time might butt heads. Well, I had them on defense. I, yeah, but I mean, like, if somebody's trying to move something and you're oh, and trying the other to one's trying to move something, yeah, yeah that gets complicated. Point. So I went with one. That's why you'd be the coach. Um, well, actually, I have Shuri as my coach. Okay. Cause one, Smart. she's brilliant. That's actually a really good Smart pick. Coach, yeah. yeah. She's yeah, yeah. brilliant and she can, like, help with your equipment and your medical training. If that's somebody a gets really, hurt. Yep. Okay. That's the winner for coach. Nice. So cool. That's my team. Cool. I feel like we picked a team. Good team. Good team. Good team. Let's do another voicemail. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. This is Paul from Buffalo, and it is 5.50 in the morning because I'm on my way to coach a tournament of soccer that is an hour and 50 minutes away. My question for you is, 
what is the most overtly 90s kid TV show that you like the best? For me, I think it's Saved by the Bell. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Such a, he's like so just slow and calming. I love the listening to voicemails and hearing all the different ways people talk. Because I feel like we go from that voice to the me like, <laughs> it was 5.50 in the morning. So yeah. he's probably just getting used like, to. I think it's saved by the bell. <laughs> Why'd I even get out of bed today? Um. Yeah, well, here's my thing. I'm, I would be answering this from completely like a memory standpoint. Mm-hmm. I don't go back and watch old shows. And I know that's a thing people do. And I'm not even saying it the way people say, I don't even have TV. Like, I'm not trying to brag. I just don't like with movies, same thing. I really don't go back and watch them again. I watch them once. Mm-hmm. So I would say in my brain, like I loved Clarissa explains it all. Huh? And the secret world of Alex Mack. Hell yeah. That was so good. But I have recently mentioned the secret world of Alex Mack to someone and they were like, the what? now and i'm like well this was now a secret i was like <laughs> a great point famously uh but i now i you realize just how dumb all those shows were when you bring it up in a reference and someone doesn't know it and you're like well she used to turn it she would become a puddle of what well, was like a silver <laughs> and really the cgi wasn't there yet so it, it didn't look but it was in our heads it was and she would go uh she's under doors that was her power i can sneak under this door i is Dawson's Creek too late in the 90s for it to count as an answer? Huh. I was allowed to watch it, so it feels like yes. Yeah. Because if it was uh, like par- like Party Five and all those things, like I wasn't allowed to watch. Mm. So, okay. The only one that I can remember actively like – Oh, because you didn't get to watch a lot of TV when you were no. a kid. Yeah, that's right. I forgot So about I would that. come home from middle school and watch TV before my mom got home, and I would watch Sweet Sneaky. Valley High. Oh wow. Which – That was a show, not just books? It was. They made it into a show, and it had like – I forget the name of the actresses, but they're gorgeous and beautiful. Mm. And it was on at four o'clock. And so I'd watch it and I pulled up, I Googled it to make sure like that wasn't something my brain was misremembering. Uh-huh. And the intro to that show was the most 90s thing. I cannot wait. Go look it up. I'm going to go look it up later. Go look it up. That's the one I remember. That's like the what I did with that Ryan Gosling boat high school TV show. I had to Google it to make sure it was real and not just a thing that Wait, existed what? in my mind. He was on a, Jay, can you Google it? It yeah. was a, um, I want to say it was a Canadian show, but it just like we could see Degrassi here, which was after us, but. Breaker High? Yep, Breaker High. Ryan Gosling on was on a boat high school. <laughs> I believe that's the premise. Can I read you the logline? Yes, please do. Is it, uh, Ryan Gosling goes to boat school? Boat when, high school? When these teenagers say they're going cruising, they're not kidding. Their high school is a is on a luxury liner. I thought you were going to say a literal get, boat. <laughs> allowing them to get an education while also exploring exciting locations. Is that a thing <laughs> that has ever existed, or is that like I can't tell if that's a fantasy premise or if that's like oh, in some countries they have uh, you know boarding school on a on a cruise ship. I know my cousin did some like boating thing, but it wasn't cool. for a whole year. It was like a, a couple months, I think. Like was study he, abroad. Was he in the Navy, actually? Study ab- aboard. It was a she. Wow. Study aboard. <laughs> wow. Wow. You should stop. You should leave. I think you should leave. <laughs> Bye, guys. It was a pleasure. Jay, what's Good. your what's your go-to 90s show? Uh, Freaks and Geeks, I loved. That's too late. Is it? I think so. I think that was like 2001. Um, but also, I can I have very specific memories of coming home and watching Boy Meets World. And oh, oh, yeah. Corey yeah. and Tabanga were... Shout out Linda Cardellini, by the way. She's been doing the damn thing yeah, for a while. Yeah, she's the bomb. I like, I like that new show so much. What new show? Uh, the one that she's on on Netflix. Is it Dead to Me? I haven't yes, watched it, it yet. Yes, it is. I haven't watched it yet. It's super good. I heard it was good. 
Um, yeah, 90s, man. What a time. Oh, what? and Hey Dude was the other one. I love oh, Hey Dude. Wait, but oh so, my God, I forgot about Hey Dude. Here's what's wrong with Hey Dude, and it's a, it's a me thing. I can't differentiate it from Salute Your Shorts in my head. Well, one is camp and one is horses. I just think they're the same. I bet because my brain has had to make space. Yeah. So it just put it. I've done this with Bendit like Beckham and she's all she's the man. They've become the same movie and they're not even close to the same movie. And also, mm-hmm. I think Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is also in that same. I think those are all the same movie. I can't. I don't know why that's happening. I'm just all I can do is explain to you what's happening in my brain. And okay. that's it. Well, we're hey, dude, it. and salute your shorts are similar to me. Or maybe I just don't remember Hey Dude at all, and I do remember Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> Camp on Awana. I was going to say the theme songs are so notably different. What's Hey Dudes? It's a little wild and a little oh strange. Oh my God, I haven't heard it in so long. To make a home out on the rain. Who's in it? Uh, Marsha Brady? Yeah. And then some guy named Ted and Danny and wow. Brad was the girl wow. with the long dark hair. How I the really, hell do you remember I this? really liked that, that show. That show was awesome. Mr. Ernst? Yeah. And his son? Okay, but... But what about Pete and Pete? Yeah, Pete and Pete I didn't was awesome. really watch Pete and Pete as much. I think Pete and Pete was ahead of its time. It was. Mm. Because it was so weird. And I remember watching it being like, I don't like this, but I want to keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think I ended up liking it. And Rocco's Modern Life cartoons don't really count, but I didn't really like that one. What? Yeah. Okay, but Doug? Weird. I did watch Doug. Yeah. Doug was the bomb. Yeah. Doug was just. And Hey Arnold was awesome. Yes, of course. I think that Yippee-ki-yay-yay. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> We let her sing one time, and now she's just going to go for the rest of the podcast. Let We could live here in this question yep. forever. Mm-hmm. The thing we didn't do is answer it, but you know what? It's our podcast. Let's do another voicemail. <laughs> Hi, Katie. This is Lori from Cleveland. Uh, love the podcast. I've got a question for you and the gang there, and I really <laughs> love your insights on it. And it concerns um, bleacher fights at sporting events. So okay. let's say you've got two yes, drunken meatheads at a sporting event sitting in the bleachers, and they're about ready to fight. Now, typically, <laughs> the way you see these, like in in you know videos and things like that, is one guy is in the, the two guys are in two separate rows. So one guy is is elevated. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's higher than the guy in the row in front of him. So he's he's got a you know a height advantage, if you will. <laughs> So in those kinds of fights, who has the upper hand? Uh, you know, who, huh. who do you think wins in a fight where one guy is maybe a few feet lower than the guy in the row behind and above him? Um, I'm wow. just really curious to hear your thoughts on it. Thanks a lot. Love <laughs> what you guys do. Talk to you later. Bye. Lori, can we be best friends? <laughs> <laughs> she is going to talk to you later. So yes. That was a best, that was a best question. And she was, re- you could tell she's like t- anxious. She's probably been tuning in since she left this voicemail. Like, when will I know? <laughs> All right. So let's talk through it. You've got one guy who's got the higher ground, which is a thing people always say is an advantage. Yep. Then you've got a guy below him. Um, and the guy who's got the higher ground also forward facing is his enemy. The guy in the lower row would have to turn around. Hmm. That's a good point. To face his enemy. Yep. Also, it's easier to like, as comedians have been showing for years, it's easier to punch down. Um, and so, uh, and, and so then, and I think momentum is on your side. You could shove him right in the guy in front of you and he would go down. That's like gravity, I believe. I'm the science. Yep. Um, <laughs> If for the, but so, but there are advantages to having a, like a, you know, low center, go low, low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So being the lower guy, you take out his knees. 
Um, things are, I think when you're the lower guy, you'd have to escalate it a lot faster. The, the guy up top can do the like, you know, hand stuff, little shoves, maybe a slap, take out a glove and put it across your face, challenge you to a duel. But the guy on the bottom, like his only move is like, take him out at the knees. I don't think you have the ability to like, you can duck. I mean, he has the ability, he can evade better. Right. He's probably got the better defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, guy up top is just like, a very vulnerable part of his body is very available to be attacked. But that would be seen as a cheap shot, and you're in a public area, so you're not going to go punching dicks. Heads. Yeah, but drunk meatheads don't punch dicks. Mm. Drunk meat ladies. I've 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 thought seen about it. someone. Yeah. I've seen I allegedly who, was drunk. who wasn't a friend of mine. Right. No. Uh, so I I think that the advantage. And here's the thing: as with any fight. One person goes in with the advantage, but it doesn't mean they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I think the advantage is is with the guy up top. That's interesting. I I wrote the lower guy and not close. Hmm. Wow! But like you're seeing, hearing you has 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 scaled back that feeling for me. But I think the the threat of imminent danger if you're the upper guy and you're going down, like for the lower guy, yeah. if your momentum. If he evades and your momentum goes, you are falling. Oh, that's a good point. If you go to throw a punch, he gets out of the way. You're You're, falling down. But then here's the thing. If you're the lower guy, you have your, the, the danger is behind you. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's in front of you when you're facing the guy, but the danger is falling backwards. And like, I just one time climbed the stairs at the very, very top of Mile High Stadium and I felt like I was going to fall backwards. Yeah. It's like a very scary when you turn your back to that much space. It yeah. feels very constantly like when you go to the edge of a building and you think you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. You're just as safe as you are on the ground. But you're you feel different. Yeah. So I think that having it behind you might get in your head. I think so. I feel like lower guy probably has to like oh, I sideways bleachers. I was going to say like like put your knees on your seat oh. to really anchor you. But if it's bleachers, I don't think they do they have seats or is it just no, actual just bleachers? Li- li- well, it depends on depends, the stadium. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's. That's I didn't think about the lower guy falling back. I just thought upper guys you go and moving yeah. forward. Yeah. That's complicated. That's where size I think size would uh like the line would move based on who the guys were. Right. And you'd be like, Oh, the the guy on the lower level is uh is clearly good at evading. So he has the advantage in this particular fight. But I think like umbrella overall who has the like you know like the inside lane of a of a race is mm-hmm. always the one you want or whatever. Yeah. Like the the biggest advantage I think Think as if you're up top. Yeah, I th- I didn't really think about either, you know, like kicking that guy backwards. I mean, I guess that is like this is Sparta. Like that's very aggressive. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I guess it, maybe I am just thinking too much about like if it were a gladiator fight. Like maybe I should be thinking about it like just throwing like a couple punches. Then it probably is the bottom guy because he's punching up. And then when that guy, I'm, but then if the guy if the guy up top falls, you got to get out of the way. If he's right. a big dude, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you're punching up, you're not really able to like hit the face. Yeah, you're, you're gonna get a lot like, of body shots and a lot of mm-hmm. and I gut. You're gonna get a lot of gut. Yep. I'm yeah. just assuming that this guy has a gut. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you if you want to be aggressor wise, I think the top guy might have the advantage. You could sit down and fight. You'd be still connecting with his face, and you've got your ability to use your feet. Yeah, I'd Bottom use the guy feet. can't use his feet no, at he all. Can't. They're totally out of the equation. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we – what do you think? Do you agree now that – because you wrote not even close. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going to go top guy, but he's got he's to play it strategically. He's yeah. got more to lose. You yeah. Know? Be care- <laughs> don't be throwing – don't be throwing like real hard punches. Yeah. It's really – if he's if he's got the ca- Bend mental your knees. capacity to – Bend your knees. Center yourself. Mm-hmm. 
I really don't even, now I'm thinking it might be the bottom guy. I'm going to think about this for weeks. The rest of the day, <laughs> at least. Oh, hello, Katie, Ashley, oh. and Jay. This is Dylan from Austin, Texas. The hardest I've ever laughed was when watching Chris Pratt's blooper reel from Parks and Recreation. So my question for you all is, uh, what's the hardest you've ever laughed? All right, love you. Mean it. Bye. Ash, you want to take this one? <laughs> was it yesterday? <laughs> no, I, I, the first thing that came to my mind was March of 2018. Was that? We did a college mascots bracket, uh-huh. and I learned what a gooey duck was. Oh, yeah, that might have been And it. I couldn't breathe. You couldn't put it together. You couldn't pull it together. I feel like there have been a, a couple of times in my life that I've had that experience, not on a podcast, but I can't, like, pinpoint no, them. No, of course, yeah. This one, like, I, I rem- saw that picture. I saw that gif of it squirting, and I lost <laughs> your mind. Any capacity. It's funny that you say there's only been a couple times in your life when that's happened because I feel like knowing you, this I put this in on purpose because I was like, I want to know what Ashley says because there's one a week. I've never seen somebody get so like uncontrollably. It reminded me of when me and my brother used to like eat dinner and then for some reason, I mean like when we were kids kids and you just would get the giggles and your parents would be like stop laughing and nothing was happening and you you just could not stop laughing Mm -hmm. that's the joy you bring into my life (laughs) like when we did the one of the ad reads in whatever week ago's podcast that you just i something in the yoga thing and you just lost your you could not get your (laughs) together and i love that uh i don't know the the most in my life but recently i very rarely completely lose myself to laughter to the point where I almost pee my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, and this story is going to be so dumb. So I'm going to tell it as fast as humanly possible. Uh, Pablo Torre and I played uh, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> on, uh, on PlayStation. We bought headsets. We like did the damn thing. We were so excited. Um, we, we were obviously in separate places. That's how that works. Uh, so we may have, I don't know what he did that day and who knows what I did that day, but let's just say there were things that maybe that had affected my brain and, mm-hmm. and function. I wouldn't have driven. Yeah. Put it that way. Okay. I wouldn't drive. So I, uh, so we, we were riding around, uh, on our horses. Yep. And, um, there's this thing in Red Dead where you can, I, you can't tell the story without giving it away. It won't work, but it doesn't matter. You, when you ride past another person on a horse, it gives you the option, like a little thing pops up. It's like push A to jump on that person's horse. So you're like, oh, and you can just like jump on someone else's horse. Pablo and I had not acknowledged that. We had not, we're just talking about something else. We are riding together to go to a mission and all of a sudden at the exact same time, we hit that button. And our two characters <laughs> crossed in the air and jumped onto each other's horse. And then we just both lost it. And we did not stop laughing for like, I'll be realistic, eight minutes. And there were, this was in like the, the, the multiplayer game. So there are other players like coming up to us being like, why are these two just like my horse is just doing circles? And I was like, holy sh- it was the funniest thing because there was no conversation about it. I hadn't even said, "Hey, you ever jumped on anyone's horse?" Like an hour before, it had we had just started riding, and we both went, "This will be funny." <laughs> it just swapped like a like a like synchronized swimmers. It was incredible, uh, and then it happened again, like an hour and fifteen minutes later. We had multiple other options to do it, and neither of us did, and then we did it again at the exact same time. It was one of those things that was just so weird. I lost it. 
I lost. I still, I'm like smiling so much thinking about it, knowing that this story to you, listener, is like, what the hell is she talking? It was the funniest thing. All right, we have time for one more voicemail, but uh, before we get to that, this podcast is also brought to you by Quip. So, Ashley, oh dear God, <laughs> what are we doing for Quip? Well, because this is our singing voicemail. That's right. I was Not wondering an ad read, but ad I get read, it. if you could sing this ad read like a prayer, mm, like a like so like a priest. <laughs> Or no, Madonna. <laughs> like, like Madonna. Okay, yeah. I think this one starts right away. So we're gonna, you and I are gonna have to get on the same page. I'm ready. You just hit play, and I'm gonna go. Okay. Packing your toy, the trees somehow always involves a delicate game of stacking <laughs> and space hacking, and don't get us started. On lotion, exploding all over your dop kit. <laughs> That's why Quip electric toothbrushes work just as well at home as they do on the go. The compact and wireless design tucks easily in the corner of your carry-on or your back pocket if you're just spending the night. Plus the travel ready. Cover protects your brush from sandy swimsuits and luggage slip-ups. And a three-month battery life <laughs> will last through seasons filled with weekends away. They're making it easier than ever to keep up with When you're out of the office, Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your mouth and Quip's multi-use. <laughs> Cover works as a stand. It mounts to mirrors and slides over. To pack and protect your quip on the go. I think it declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush easier. Clap when you call my name. My name is Quip and I am a toothbrush. I don't have wires or a charger and I run for three months. Charge. You can get me in rose gold And it is really great What happens at this part of the song? Do I just keep going? I think, so. I think yeah. that's what happens You should get a quip That's why I'm taking it to all The places I'm going this summer I actually, I did bring it to Paris It was really helpful to me Oh, oh Oh, oh you should get yourself a quip And it starts at just $25 If you go to getquip.com Slash Nolan right now You 
can get you first. Oh, first refill pack for free. Oh, that's your first refill pack. Oh, for free at GET. Oh, com slash Nolan. Yeah, getquip.com slash Nolan. It will take you there just like a quip. I'll brush my teeth. I'll brush my teeth. It's brush my teeth for me. Wow, wow. I love my quip. I brush my teeth. <laughs> I love to brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank oh, you, me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take. Wow. It helps me brush my teeth. <laughs> Did you did you make yourself the quip in the middle there? You, you can get me in. Because I because I, I said when you call my name, and I'm like, hey, idiot. Those are the real lyrics. You're supposed to sing the ad read. So then I was like, and my name is Quip. I am a toothbrush, and I don't need to be charged. Hey Jay, let's do one more voicemail. Yeah, huh? I think that's okay. A great. Good idea. <laughs> Hey, Kitty. I'm Drew. I'm Brenna. We are siblings. I love when they do this. I love it. the podcast. And the question that we had for you was, what is your favorite punctuation mark? I love the interrobang. It is a mix of the exclamation point and the question mark. And Brenna? I just like saying umlaut. So our question for you is, what is your favorite punctuation mark? Love you. Mean it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? Hey, that's awesome. Shout out to Brenna for introducing Drew to the podcast. But, you know, you let Drew do a lot of the talking there, Brenna. And I feel like I could have used more Brenna. Mm, you just can call back. Yeah, she can call back. Um, favorite punctuation mark. What a question. What a great question. Uh, I don't know. An interrobang is good. And mm-hmm. I know, and knowing you, mm. I know that you probably Googled like weird punctuation marks and cuz the real to really answer this question you got to pick one that people use but i bet you didn't and so i'm going to think about mine no mine's a period i'm just <laughs> kidding i learned so many cool ones oh my god yeah actually famously we famously love periods guys guys there's something called a delt point it is the most useful and incredible piece of punctuation in the world. And yet we don't use it. Yeah, because it's not on the keyboard, but it should be. It at least should be on your phone keyboard. Now I just say it in conversation. Doubt point. Yeah, but you got to say it with the inflection. So explain what it looks like first. Okay, here, let me draw it. It's like well, a little... it's an audio medium. So if we could... <laughs> great, great, great. So it's like a question mark, but it's got... You can maybe help me describe it. It's got like so it's a like little a squiggle. Mark. It's like a question mark in the sense that it has... A, it's like an exclamation point or a question mark. There's a dot under a design. The design is almost like a a three, yeah, or like a cursive Z. That's actually the best. It's like a cursive Z, uppercase. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Kind of. That's it. And so it's it is. Just look it up. Doubt point. You use it when you're saying something that you're not sure of. So if you're talking, you're like so all the time for me, right? But if you're like, oh, what was what base did that player play? And you're like, I think he was third base. You know, like the way I use a question mark in tweets. Yes. I do it a lot where it's like not I'm not asking a question, but I'm like, are you sure? Or no, that is a question. Uh just like Yeah. When it when it just essentially means like shrug. Yeah. Like this, if I were in person, I'm I would saying shrug. something but not confidently, yeah. like this is my guess. Yeah. Doubt point. I guess it's like I say question mark. Yeah, you we I do we, say question do mark say like that. on TV. I'm like question mark. So that's doubt point. It's doubt point. Good to know. Gosh, I, I love don't, it so much. Thing is, if people don't know about it, I don't think that if I said doubt point, it would work as well as when I say question mark. Well, let's teach the people. P. 
people consider yourselves taught it's doubt point <laughs> i love it so i much. would watch either a reality tv show or a progress like a procedural drama called doubt point Oh yeah, I thought well, you were going to say a documentary about me like canvassing the... the streets, trying to teach people about <laughs> Doubt Point. Doubt Point. <laughs> I would absolutely also watch that. Um, I love I love an asterisk. I mm. think they're useful mm-hmm. because I can use them to you know asterisk on either side of the word is emphasis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's um like AP style, but that's how I do it. It makes uh, fonts bold in a couple like yeah, and like in Slack, which I find very annoying because I it, I don't. Bold seems aggressive. Just like I could capitalize it. That seems aggressive. Mm. Stars is like, really? Are you really mad? Like stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, asterisks. Also, um, you can put them next to championships to be like, no, doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, they're stars, which are pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be like footnote. Yeah. And I like to do that because I'm a person who goes off on a lot of tangents. So it helps me like if I'm writing a thing and then a little asterisk and then later you can be like, here's a nine page story about that that I couldn't put in there. <laughs> so those are helpful. But I also like an ellipsis. Yeah. And math, though. Also, you can use it as like the multiply for math. Okay, I'll Keep going. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my sorry. favorite punctuation mm-hmm. marks. Mm-hmm. I like an ellipsis. Um, we actually you guys don't care, but I'm going to say it weirdly in the thing that we put our script into ENPS. It won't recognize an ellipsis so we now have to do this weird thing where anytime i need an ellipsis in the script we have to do two dots because if you do three it disappears and just pushes the next word up against it i'm sure there's a way to fix it we haven't figured it out so now it's like ruined ellipses for me because i now do two dots and i'm like that's not correct yeah um so i also love an ellipsis and then what are the little tildes a tilde? The, the, like, no, but yeah, that, 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 but not over a letter. Like it uh, exists on the keyboard just as a thing, the little squiggly line, like a, a dash, but it's squiggly. Yeah, it's a tilde. But it's, but are, do they have a use outside of being on top of letters? Because why else would it have its own key? I think it's a, like a math thing. Why? What's a tilde for? Yeah. Matilda. That's Matilda. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Tilda Swinton over here. <laughs> we don't have to look it up. I just think they're fun also to you. I use those kind of like asterisks now sometimes when I'm emphasizing something. It's just a different type of emphasis. These are more just personal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay, what's your favorite? I love a semicolon. I was going to say a semicolon is I've been using them a lot more lately because a properly used semicolon always if I do it on the Internet, I get a response that's like love the semicolon use because it's just mm-hmm. remarkable. Um you know how some people have things in their brain that they just can't ever get right, no matter how you know intelligent they are? Yes. Sir. I cannot for the life of me remember which one's a colon and which one's a semicolon. A semicolon with a comma? Yeah. Okay. So just think- I get of, nervous every I time. get it. And this, I won't be able to help, but let me just say, I love that you're just writing all the things we're saying down. The It's semi because it's not, like if it's a full would be two of the same. When it's different, that's why it's semi. It's half of a colon because a colon is this, and this is half colon, half comma. Got it. That's it. Didn't help because you, you weren't listening because no, I said colon and your brain just <laughs> went to a place. And I know that about you, and that's why I love you. Uh, all right, that's it for this week's edition of Sports. Another successful all voicemail podcast in the books. Go us, yay! Go you, actually. Go you, content generators. <laughs> going well shout out to Simply Safe and Quip uh, also shout out to The Right Time with Bamani Jones this week Bamani is sitting down with Lonnie O'Neill of The Undefeated for the next installment of The Right Time Book Club 
It's wow. for people who want to be in a book club but don't want to like be in a book club, <laughs> which is everybody, I think. <laughs> uh, so go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Also, big thanks to you guys for listening now and then again later when you get home. We said this last week 15 times this week, I think. Is that what I said last week? That seems right. 15 times feels good. It's you. You made the content, so you should support you. Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> um, or, you know, you can always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them. Like this one from Taylor A. that says, this is a podcast where three people continue to try and figure out if Aaron is a real boy or not. <laughs> Haven't. <laughs> Haven't finished yet, but I hope it comes to a conclusion soon. The storyline is getting real convoluted at this point. Um, Taylor, his name's Austin. Have some respect. And lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail. No, it's the all voicemail podcast, so I need it to be better. Leave us a voicemail. No, that's not the bit. You may leave us a voicemail. I've never heard you do that voice. I love it. Remember, it was just going to be like, live a a it's, <laughs> what was it? I don't what? remember. It's, she lost the script. Lost the plot. That's it. That's, yeah. She lost the plot. She lost the plot. Voicemail! <laughs> That's it. 860-506-5571. Say, <laughs> say voicemail, Ashley. Voicemail! <laughs> say goodbye, Jay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> Jay goes, bye! <laughs> Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.